Hello and welcome to Football Genfron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Adam here, joined of course by Anman and Chadens, and we have a lot to discuss as usual, but it is national team time, more importantly. Gentlemen, as we record, we are one week away from kicking off versus Wales. How are you feeling? You took the, the words away from my mouth. It's national team time, baby. Yeah, super excited. There's a, a lot of things going to happen. We know that for sure. You're going to find out why. Yes. There is six points up for grabs in this June window after the end of the club season. Um, as it stands, Armenia are second bottom in Group D. We have Croatia leading the group on four points. We have Wales uh, also on four points, but with a uh, goal difference of one. We have Turkey on a negative one goal difference with three points. We have Armenia on zero with negative one goal difference and Latvia on zero with a negative one goal difference. Um, Croatia, Wales, and Turkey have all played two matches each. Uh, Armenia and Latvia have not. So as you could see, I believe Croatia is going to be only playing one game this window. Uh, so there probably will be a shakeup in this table and it's obviously going to go down to the last match day, right? Because we're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it difficult for everyone to qualify. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, I hope so. Yeah, it's realistic. Now, looking back at the Armenia squad, uh, we have, of course, I'll, I'll just go through this list really quickly. Uh, goalkeepers, Kancherovic, Arsen Beglarian, and Stanislav Bushnev. In defense, we have Varza Haroyan, Kamo Georgi Harutunian, Nair Teknizian, Andrei Chalasir, Girard Margarian, Eric Piloyan, David Davidian, Sergei Muradian, Daron Voskanian, and Stiopo Makarchian. We have Edward Spertian, Horem Bayramian, Tigran Barserian, Vaham Bichakchan, Girard Shahoyan, Lukas Zalarayan, Artak Dashian, Hovanes Harutunian, Iwu, Wobehimarangulo, and Arthur Serobian for the midfield options. And then up top, we have Grant Leon Ranos, Norberto Briasco Balakian, and Arthur Miranian. Um, boys, let's start by discussing um, our expected formation and style of play. Uh, ever since Alexander Petrikov took over the Armenian national team, he has been deploying in his total of two games in charge uh, a 3-4-3 formation. You could call it a 3-4-2-1 um, mainly being three central defenders, a left wing back and a right wing back, a defensive midfielder partnered up with a central midfielder, uh, a left winger, right winger, and a center forward. Um, we, How do you expect Armenia uh, to line up, not necessarily by personnel, uh, but in terms of formation and style against Wales and Latvia in this window. Do you expect any changes? Armin, we'll start with you. No, I do not. Uh, luckily, we were. You can hear me though, right? Before I begin. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I don't see any changes in terms of the the, the tactic. I think it's going to remain a three four three slash five four one when defending. Um, we saw we had a little bit of a sneak peek 
into the, 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 the not the lineup, but the tactic uh, on one of the stories uh, posted on Instagram and whatnot. So that was good. We, I guess that was good. I don't know, but no change expected. Chadens have off from your end. I'm not sure I was thinking. I was thinking recently if, the, I mean, dependent on the formation, the defensive, uh, the defensive fullbacks, I don't know how, how we're going to do it because I wanted to raise this discussion uh, on this show is that Girard Margarian is having a fantastic season. He won the double, but I don't think he will ne- replace Nair Tignesian. So I was thinking, are they both going to play? And if they both play, how are they going to play? Because Camo is, prob- is very likely going to be deployed at right back, just like we saw against Turkey. So th- that's a defensive change I'm expecting. The second change I'm expecting and also not too sure about is if Herant or Balekian are going to start. I, it's very debatable. So there's that. I don't know what you guys... Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into personnel in a little bit. I think we just wanted to speak more on the style right now. Um, I think it's it's not going to change. We are going to be playing a three at the back. I think if you look at the number of central defenders called in this list, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven central defenders have been called, along with two uh, of each of the wingbacks. So... We're not shying away from that. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I think we've seen Armenia play in different formations that just haven't suited us. But this one, given our personnel, I think it does fit. Um, Now, it does lead to some questions on how we can get the best out of specific players. Um, But, you know, that's something that Petrikov is going to have to manage and figure out. now, going on to the conundrum that Chanan's actually just uh, had brought up, there's going to be some key decisions that are going to need to be made in these two games by Petrikov. Um, the two, I think, that you highlighted, Chanan's, are are really, really important ones. I think we could start with the first one that you talked about, which was, do we play Grant Leon Ranos up top uh, because this is a single striker formation? Uh, or do we play Norberto Briasco Balakian up top? Um, Balakian and Lucas Zelrayan are, I believe, meeting up with the team in Wales uh, a couple days before. So they're they're not going to be training in Yerevan with the team. Uh, so what does that mean? Is that they, are they going to be ready to play? It's it's going to bring up a lot of questions. Um, I'm sure they are ready to play, but you know, it, will will he play Balakian without playing Zelrayan or? Or, you know, you know, how does that work? Um, so, Ottoman, I'm going to pitch this to you. Uh, like I said in the last episode, how do you drop Hurant after he scores two goals on his debut, uh, fully knowing that an Armenian striker hasn't scored in years? And this kid is, is ice cold in front of goal, um, no matter who's in front of him. Um, what, what's the three? He's yeah. like, he has not just a knack for goal, but he has one thing in his mind and one thing only, and that's the goal. It's crazy. But as for your question, um, 
how things are lining up, I don't think he will be dropped from the starting lineup. Uh, how things are looking is, uh, as you mentioned, Zelarayan uh, and Balikyan will only train with the team for one day. And any uh, half-smart person in football will tell you uh, that's not enough to prepare a, a, a starting game. Like, you can't get ready to start a game with only one uh, pre-game training. Uh, so I don't think Lucas and Norby are going to start, at least against Wales. I think they're going to come off the bench, right? And be starting against Latvia together with the Argentinian-Armenian connection and whatnot, with the language. But I think things are looking uh, for the newly acquired Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, forward to start uh, at our number nine. Uh, Chanans, uh, something that we have been hovering over, I think, for a little bit, but haven't really directly talked about, has been um, how there really doesn't seem to be a winger or a set of wingers that have, like, cemented their their place in the national team, um, in the starting lineup, at least. Right. We oh, have, yeah. in this in this pool, we have Khoren Bayramian, Vaham Bichakjan, Jirasha Hoyan, uh, and Artur Seropian, along with Tigran Barsegan, who can be deployed in the wings. Um, yeah. And Grant Leon Ranos can also play on the wings. Uh, he played at, at left wing and moved to center forward on his debut. Um, how do you think this is going to shape up? Uh, and do you see any players taking the opportunity? Do you see a Vaham Bichakchan finally, you know, getting a goal in, in, in another competitive game. He scored against Scotland, of course, but do you see someone actually taking advantage of this opportunity and starting to cement their place as a starting winger? Important subject you just opened up with Vaham because I was reading recently about comments and these things. I noticed that people were saying how Vahan, are you like, is Vahan going to score? Is Vahan going to play enough? Is, is Vaan going to get his chance? And it, so it's it was a it was a discussion of both ways, as in if if Vaan is gonna is gonna get his chance finally like a proper chance, and there was the other part where Vaan is not contributing. What I personally see, either Wales or Latvia, Vaan will start a game, even if he doesn't, and I I go wrongly on this. I hope he does start. I'm telling you this from now. I want to see this guy play. I want to see this guy start the game. This this idea of bringing the player on at a later stage and expecting him to make a miracle just because he's a super sub, it it it, w- it might work. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a manager with uh, 50 years of experience, but I want to see him play and do his magic because I know he's got his magic. I know you guys think he's got the magic. I know that other people know he's got the magic. I have some things on Vahan. Um, firstly, look at his overall stats at the national team. They're solid. Like they're more than solid. They're, he's one of the main scores we have at this moment. 
and he's 23 years old, just 23 year, uh, 23 caps, uh, and he has three games for Armenia, which uh, is a hard thing to achieve. We're not the most goal-scoring team in the world. Um, I think that makes him the second most scoring player in the squad we have pulled up now at 23 years old. Um, and he's had some games off the bench, some others starting. What I did like of him, aside from this, that the fact that he can't deliver, is that he can deliver from different positions. We were just mentioning versatility. Uh, you are with Hurant and Edward, uh, you know, Ranos and Spetsian. Another very, very versatile player we got is Bichachin, actually. Uh, even though he's not, uh, the, he doesn't like to play 10 or he, for some reason, doesn't feel all that comfortable. Um, he can. And he, of course, he's mostly a right winger, but he can play left wing too and 4 9. He can play false 9 or uh, shadow uh, striker in the box. And that's actually how he got the, the goal against Scotland, the last one. Uh, and his contribution to the team back then and that game against Scotland at home, that we did end up losing uh, very, in a very humiliating way. Uh, but for the first half, that we didn't have a player sent off, two players sent off. We were playing better, actually, than Scotland. And Vahan was key as a 4-9 and on that lineup. So I, I think we have a lot to offer. We have each player has a great skill set. And I know Pet Petrakov is gonna make the most of it. Now I think another interesting conundrum uh that, that we have is the left side um specifically because there doesn't seem to be again another player on, on that left wing position that has cemented their spot. We have the possible options of Girard Charoyan, who can play on that side. Lucas Zelarayan played on that side against Turkey, uh, but didn't seem to be as effective. Um, and we also have Joran Barman, who, again, came off the bench versus Turkey, was not really effective uh, and, you know, wasn't really doing much. You know, he's not a game changer. Um and we also, of course, have Tigran Barsegan, who it, it seems that Petrikov looks at Barsegan as a right winger. So you have this, it's either Tico or Vahan. And I think a lot of us are more pro-Vahan, um, especially in the in the last couple of years or in the last year or so, I would say. Easily, yeah. Um, but for this left side, who, who do you play? I mean, Gilles Charoyan has hardly played any minutes. Uh, he did start in the last game for CSK. So if he, he, played, he played well, his teammates were... That's a whole other, you know, discussion. But he, we know, we know what he can do. Uh, but it, but it, do you play someone like him against Wales, a team that is going to be a lot more physical? Um, that's not going to give him the space that he needs to create his magic. Mm. Or do you play someone with a little bit more experience, like a Lucas, mm. who knows what to expect, who who has played in big games um, through for point. years now, and and you know, has the, the end product. Maybe not. Maybe it's not his preferred position, but that way you could squeeze him and Edo on the same team. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Chodens? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, he Last game he started was... I don't remember. Did, 
I don't think he started or he started against Cyprus and he he got substituted. I don't remember, but I remember he played against Kosovo. I think he scored a goal. Uh, so I don't know. I, I this team this team looks like it has brought those players who who have got national national team caps mm-hmm. uh, rather than who have been who have been performing very very well because there are mm. players who are missing who have been performing well and better than listed uh, than those listed uh, there in the picture so yeah. Shagoyan might not play against Wales yeah uh, the the physical aspect is going to get in the way a lot yeah um okay so a i want each of you guys to select one key player from this squad one player that you think um is going to be key for this national team window i have mine selected already um you start you start this time it's always us starting okay i'll start i'll start with this one so um and i'll give you guys time to think so my key player for this national team window is nair tiknizian um and i say this for a couple reasons one um i think this is the first time in a very, very long time that we have had a an actual good left back. Uh, not only that, but we have a wing back who not only is very good defensively, but his offensive contributions are also really good. Uh, I think if we look at his recent club form for Lokomotiv Moscow, um, you don't expect a fullback to be scoring goals, but this guy has scored, I think, four goals and assisted two times uh, since the last national team window. So that's six goal contributions coming from coming from a left back uh, where he plays in a more defensive position for his club. Now, for Armenia, this is where I expect him to be a very, very important player in the buildup. I expect him and Spetsyan to work together to create spaces and to get Ranos in key positions where he could score goals. I think Spetsyan is his pace, his vision, um, his... Uh, his ability to get out of high-pressure situations, I think is going to be really, really important versus Wales because that's what's going to create our counter-attacking opportunities. When Wales double up on him to try to win the ball up and when they press high, he can get out of those positions. He can find that pass. And when he does, I think he's going to be huge. And then against a team like like Latvia, um, having an attacking wing-back that can actually deliver the ball or make late runs into the box, because uh, apparently this guy could score headers too, um, is going to be really important because it adds to our attacking dynamic. It, it adds to our attacking threat. Having a fullback with the ability to score goals is huge. And against teams that we expect to sit back against us, having that extra person come forward that they don't necessarily expect to see in the box um, is gonna is gonna make a huge impact. Uh, Armin, I'll go to you next. Who is your one key player from this squad that you think is gonna be very important for this window? Would have said night as well, so I gotta agree with the first place. Let us put Technician as first place for me. Um, and for second, I guess I'll have to say my second uh, pick. I want to build up on what you're saying on on night and the left flank. Because and also connecting with your previous point, 
going back to the left side and left wing. Who's going to play there? Who's not? Um, it's quite different from the right flank when where you have very specific options like Tico Balsegian, as you mentioned, and Vahan Pichachian fighting for right wing. And right wing back is going to be Gamo Vanessian and David Davidian. Like, you know who's who and who, the options. But the left flank is a little bit more unclear because of that many options we're having suddenly and the depth and the versatility of each player. Um, my pick for this window as second after Nair Technician in terms of key player is going to be Eduard Spartian, the king. And not just because he's the, the king with a capital K, uh, not just because of that and because, honestly, we all know he's the best player in the squad. No. Um, first, aside from that, second, the fact that he's got all this big transfer thing going on and all eyes on him, that's going to be huge and see how he fares under that. And he's going to, in my assessment, play or start both games, I usually wouldn't do it, wouldn't start saying uh, like many players uh, twice in a row, but this case is special. Edward has uh, a lot to show and a lot to offer, and everyone's going to be looking at him. Uh, he's the center of the stage, and he's going to perform. Thirdly, because of the tactical aspect, um, in my view of how the game's going to line up against Wales, the team, our team at least, uh, Knight is going to be the left wing back. And right in front of him should be Edward Spetsian. Why? He's played center midfielder uh, for Krasnodar, this club, and the national team for a while now. And he's been doing great. He's been contributing. His magic is still there. The talent, we know it. But the end result is not all that much what it used to be literally one year ago or six, seven, eight months ago when he would play wing or 10. And I know Petrakov sees it because many people do that Zelarayan off the right, the left wing and Spetsian in the middle didn't work as well. Switching them would have been optimal. Uh, because of everything we've mentioned, like literally our last analysis ended up happening against Turkey, the way we predicted. So instead of that, I don't think Selarayan's going to start. The best would be to start Joren Bayamian. And I know some people will have reservations on this, uh, but it's a good thing that Torik has a lot to prove to himself and to the fans. And he understands Nair and uh, Technician and Spertian. It would be a hell of a triangle. So imagine that left uh, midfield, Nair Technician off the left wing back, Jorim Bainamian off the left central mid, and Edward Spertian off the left wing. That would be ideal. And I, it would give well, I can, time to shine. I can tell you, so I was just watching some of the training videos while you were talking. Um, and I, Petrikov seems to be testing out playing Vahan on the left and Tico on the right. And Ave, Avo Avetisian is, an, is actually playing for the second team. You can tell they do a, a green bib as a second team. Regular red shirt is the first team. 
and he's testing out Avo as a right wing back uh, currently in today's training. So just just some interesting things I, I noticed. Um, but I agree with you. I think experience is going to be very helpful here, but I also think dynamicism is, is probably what's going to win us this game. Um, but that's something that can come in the second half through an impact sub. Uh, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, Chadens, what about you? Who's your one key player before we move on to discussing the opposition? My key player, it's, it's, I might be too critical uh, that I'm heavily relying um, because it's a key player. It's kind of like relying on one player. So uh, I'll, I'm being too harsh, but I'm going to say <laughs> Lucas Zellerayan because, I, okay, the first game, I don't think he's going to play. So that's, that's, that's the part of me being harsh because I'm expecting a key player who's someone who should be playing both games uh he 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 has a lot to offer he's been offering a lot to columbus crew as you saw from the instagram reels that we've been creating he's always scoring assisting and like you said the word dynamic this player if he finds his dynamic in this team he will flourish and that dynamic we still have not seen from him yet. It's kind of like in a situ- similar situation with Vahan. Just that Lucas has played less games uh, than Vahan, I, I believe, if the statistics are correct. So um, I, my pick would be Lucas. Alternatively, I don't think we were picking one key player, so I'm not going to pick an alternative. But yeah. No, no I, I think that's a very fair point. I think people have been... I think rightfully critical that Lucas hasn't been um, converting. But then again, I mean, we look at some of the chances that he has created. Um, I think two spring to mind and both were for Henrik that he could have finished. Mm, um, mm, but exactly. And and it's just not him. He's not playing in, in what would be his natural position, which, which would be a number 10. But I will say for the Columbus crew this past season, he has been playing off the left wing a lot. Uh, and he's been very effective off the left wing, so that could be another potential, you know, way to to solve this problem. Against Turkey, where, uh, which have... position was he playing? Was he uh, ten? He was, no, he was playing as a left winger. And it was oh, off. Because yeah, uh, he's playing out of position. I, we saw mm. the last Columbus. The he was standing as a not even a ten, but a central mid. I mean, a lot of people are wanting Bertian to be our central mid because he's the most talented, and at Krasnodar he's been doing that. But who cares? He, he's been doing that at Krasnodar at his club. That's not where he shines the most. I know some people say that's giving him a more complete and all-around approach on the game and a wider skill set. I'm all for that. But... This is not his career. This is the national team. This is where his career and his skill set need to be used properly and best. We don't have a game every week to try things out, to develop. No. Exactly. We need to use what we have at hand each day. Each day, each minute is critical. Uh, Edward Spetsian should go on the left wing. And 
the best player for the best position. Zelarayan shines the most at uh, on the central lane. Do that. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's very clear to me and to us, and we've been saying it, and it happened against Turkey. Uh, Lucas's lack of speed was seen when it was time to get inside the box and score. Uh, that wouldn't have happened if he switched. That kind of thing. I don't know, bro. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting a little frustrated. We can, uh, we can, we can discuss this all day, I'm sure. So let's just, you know, in the interest of time, uh, move on to the opposition. Armenia will first be playing against Wales away in Cardiff uh, one week from today, uh, and it is going to be. <clears throat> a very, very important and interesting and pivotal game, I would say, for our European campaign. Um, we had the pleasure of having a discussion with the lovely Megan Faringa on Twitter. Go give her a follow if you have not. And she gave us some really, really good insight on how uh, things are looking currently in the Welsh camp uh, with you know certain changes that are happening uh, and how the manager has been reacting to these changes uh, and how they, they are expected to play moving forward. So uh, with the departure of Joe Allen and the retirement of Gareth Bale, uh, Wales are expected to play a little more defensively minded game. Now, whether or not that applies to their, um, their match against us is, is yet to be seen. Um, manager Robert Page has found his most success when employing a back five, so similar to us, uh, except with uh, midfield pivot two and two forwards uh, who play behind the Kiefer Moore up top. Um, so definitely, you know, a five in the back formation, but not necessarily how ours looks. You know, this is a very heavily midfield packed team. Uh, there's a back three with Chris Meffin, uh, Ben Joe Roden and Ben Davies, and then Connor Roberts and Neko Williams are deployed as wingbacks. Ethan Ampadu and Joe Morrill are in the midfield. Uh, Brandon Johnson and Dan James behind Kiefer Moore. So they ex they're probably going to be playing a lot more wide. Uh, they're probably going to be playing uh, a lot quicker. Uh, and this is a relatively young squad that they've called up here uh, for these set of games. So they are also in a bit of a transition period, uh, similar to us. You know, they're, they're putting the feelers out there and they're trying to figure out who are these next set of players that are going to step up for uh, for the national team? Uh, a key key thing and a really important uh, humanitarian note: uh, David Brooks, who is a player of the Welsh national team, uh, has returned. Uh, Megan, who we spoke to, believes him to be the most technically gifted player in the squad, uh, but does not expect him to start, uh, and they'll try to manage his minutes as he actually just returned from recovering from cancer. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of high emotions, a very highly motivated Welsh side here, um, especially with the return of, of such a young, um, you know, important player for the national team. Um, and, and, you know, I think you're going to realize we've gone this far without even discussing uh, I, one of the Welsh's, you know, Wales' most well-known player, Aaron Ramsey, uh, who is nearing, I would say, the sunset of his career uh, and has probably not been as good over the past few years as 
uh, he would like to be for his national team. But the key thing here is when Wales use Aaron Ramsey, their style changes a little bit. They become um, a little bit more uh, propelled in the attack. Um, they become more of a threat. Um, and, of course, because he is such a, you know, he's a world-class player. Uh, he's, you know, played for world-class teams throughout his career. Um, he's kind of what we're, we're noticing is having the, I think what Ottoman would like to dub as the Mkhitaryan effect, um, where when he's on the pitch, uh, the players are relying on him to be the creative source. Um, and as Armenians, we know that does not lead to any good. Um, Aaron Ramsey has also not played for the last month. Um, he had a minor injury that I guess ended up being a little bit more serious than was expected, but it is anticipated that he will be probably starting against Tyostan next week. Um, Wales can Wales can and will attack down the left. Um, most of their attacks in their last match against Latvia came down the left. Dribbles, low crosses, high crosses. Um, these are things that we need to be shut down. And unfortunately for us, that's where Kamohovanesian is probably going to be playing. So whoever plays besides him or in front of him, um, I, I expect Iwu to be playing on the right side instead of the left side uh, because of how uh, because of how much they attack down that flank. Uh, and we also need to be cognizant of the players that are coming in from the top of the box. This is something that we failed to do against Turkey, and we got punished. Eduard yes, Sverdzian didn't, didn't cover his spaces, and we got punished for it. Um, and hopefully, you know, these are lessons learned. Uh, so I've done enough talking. I would like to know your thoughts on this Welsh team. We'll start with you, Chadens. Um Give me your initial thoughts on this Wales team, and maybe... Um, some keys on how you think uh, we can defeat Wales. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they're going to overestimate us. I don't think they're going to underestimate us. Uh, some of the fans for sure know that we're quality, but they, they, want, they want the win, obviously. And the way they played their last games, Croatia and uh, was it Croatia and Latvia? They, yeah, Croatia and Latvia. Yeah. Well, against Croatia, I don't remember if they were attacking so much, but one attack that they do, they know how to do it. Uh, so if they do a few things right, they will break us down well. Uh, now, it does not mean that it's impossible to to beat them. They have quality, but we also have quality. Oh. In terms of tactics and these kind of setups, uh, I can't say much. I don't know much. However, I know, I know some of the players, especially uh, fellow Nico Williams, who used to play for Liverpool. Uh, he he he's very good. He's a good player. Uh, they they know their quality. They know they know how they play. They know each other's style. Uh, so maybe maybe them over, uh, underestimating us would be the key. So maybe it's a psychological thing, I guess. 
I, I think they don't need to look far. They should just ask their neighbors, Ireland, what, you know, what it's like to play against us and, and underestimate us. I think Ireland grossly underestimated us when they came to Yerevan and they, and they were punished. And then in our, even in our away game, you know, they went up to, was it two, two nil and they thought, okay, game done. These guys aren't good enough to come back. And next thing they knew <laughs> it was two, two. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, I do think so. And, you know, that's something that we have to capitalize on, you know, that, that British yeah. superiority complex. Um, and, and I think will play a key role as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think you will, will play, will definitely play a key role in this game. Uh, Armin, give us your brief thoughts on this Walsh side. Uh, are there any keys to victory that you see? Oh, by the way, I, th- I think their system is very similar to ours. Uh, mm. I mean, our, ours as in the way that we played against Turkey. I think it's very similar. So if they play the same system, it's going to be very interesting. Good, good note. Yeah, I don't think there's much to add here. Uh, we know their key players, their key areas. Uh, it's going to be pretty even, in my opinion. But we can do it. Uh, I, I don't know. We, we can do it. It will depend on, on our lineup, strictly. Do you think it's going to be um, Armenia games go one of two ways? It's either a blowout, loss, or victory, or it's like a nail biter. Uh, which way do you guys see this going? Oh, no, a nail biter. Definitely. I mean, they're playing at home. They got this uh, the the player that's coming back from cancer. Um, they're they're going to turn up. You mentioned the Ireland game at the Aviva. Uh, we could have won that one, but if there's one thing we didn't do, not for the most of the game, mm-hmm. uh, it would depend on us uh, putting up a good fight in return because they're gonna be there. Like they maybe underestimate us, they do, but they will focus on themselves. And I think Pet- Petrakov could do uh, the right thing. I don't know. We have options. It will be all about uh, minute management. Play yeah. the, the players that are fit, not yeah. Zelayan and Balikian, for instance. I think, um, I think, I think the, the biggest key here is covering that right side, providing the correct coverage. I think having oh. having Iwu play on the right side of the midfield instead of his, his usual left side where he played against Turkey and he played against Latvia, I think that's going to be important. Um, because yeah, because it comes a return to defend in the second half. Exactly, and and we're gonna have to get that. We're gonna have to get that coverage uh, for Kamo when and and I think Kamo is not gonna be able to go freely forward uh, at all in this game. I think he's gonna be relegated to playing a lot of defense, um, which is obviously not his strong suit. But of course, he's a lot better on the right side than he is on the left side. So that gives us you know some sort of solace, and and that's why I think Tiknesian is gonna be such an important player. Uh, because he's going to have, he's going to be operating in a lot more space, I think, and and I think that's going to be beneficial to us. Um, yeah, hold hold back the right flank and get the ball and shit it all the way to the left flank. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask you guys for expected lineups against Wales, but I am going to ask you this question: <laughs> um, Goalkeeping has been a conundrum for the Armenian national team. Obviously, Ogden Kancerovic has been called up. Um, former Serbian youth national team player. We have Arsen Begladian, who has not seen minutes recently for Urardu, and who was just announced 
uh, to be signed by Adana Armenia, actually, as of like an hour before we started recording. Uh, and uh, we have Stanislav Bushnev, who, of course, uh, totally shit the bed against Cyprus. And Petrikov, like, wow. was, was not pleased. Um, obviously, Beglarian had a decent game against Turkey. I think we could say that. Uh, could he have saved that second goal? Maybe. Uh, was it his fault? No, um, because everyone kind of shut off. But I think the question I want to pose to you guys is, does Petrikov take the risk insofar as playing Kancerovic against Wales? Or does he play Beglarion against Wales and play Kancerovic against Latvia, where it's more of, I don't want to say more of his level, but it is more of his level, a more APL level opponent. Yeah. What, what do you what do you guys think, Amen? My answer is yeah, literally like what you just said. I mean, we know for a fact that the goalkeeping selection is made by uh, Roman Berezovsky and not the head coach. It's been the case back when uh, Joaquin Caparros was at the helm of the team, and Caparros was even a uh, an authority, so to speak, in football, in world football, and in European football. So if he didn't even have agency capacity, especially within his last year, year and a half, when it came to goalkeepers. Well, that's even less the case with uh, Pet Petrakov, who's a great coach as well, but not so much of an authority and a name landmark as Joaquin Caparros was. Uh, ah. So Berezovsky's calling the shots. We know that's why Butch never, somehow, don't ask me why, is still being called. But... I agree. Beglarian will start against Wales, even though he's out of form. He has already been out of form and performed uh, for the national team and has much more experience at a younger age than the other two. Um, I don't want to say amateurs because I don't want to hurt their feelings than the other two. And I know that Chanchadevich is going to play again for some reason because he was called. Uh, you're not going up a player that is at the same level as your other goalkeeper, which is Puchnev, not starting him. So yeah. it's going to be Larian against Wales and Cenchadevich against Latvia. Yeah, I also think, you know, you can't you can't play this guy on his debut in a full-pack stadium away from home. I think that's not, it's not going to end well. And and Beglarian has done this before, so I think he, he's probably going to be, and he should be the selection. Yeah. Uh, Chavens, yeah, your thoughts are resonant yeah. with Ardu expert. Yeah, what do you same, think? Same as you guys. Uh, very likely, Beglarian is going to start the first one, and the the second one maybe we'll get we'll get to see uh, uh, one of the other Sorry. two goalkeepers. Um, general feelings against Wales, positive or negative? How are you guys feeling going into this game? Positive. I'm going to go with positive. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with neutral. You're gonna go with neutral. Okay. All right. I would have said neutral, but you know, I wanna. <laughs> I'm making this move with my hand, like a, like a, like a drive forward. You know. Yeah. Like uh, just let's go forward with it. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 weirdly um, feeling a lot more positive. I would say than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, which is good. Which is good. I I compare with the game at at the Aviva again. It can't help but compare, right? It's mm-hmm. so similar. It's a few miles away, Dublin from Cardiff, and 
the pitch is very similar. The what is it? Capacity? Yeah, the capacity is the same. It's going to be parked up too. But this time, I don't think we're going to be like bad for 70 minutes and good for 20. I think it's going to be the other way around, and we're going to close the game well. Uh, because I'm basing this now strictly on the Turkey game. We turned up, and the players, many made their debut on the hardest game, are arguably on the psychologically psychological aspect. So that's getting the team ready, and and yeah, we have this psychological aspect to the team and mentality that we didn't have before. A lot of the younger players are showing that they can do things and they can be up to the task. So if there's anything that makes me feel positive, is that psychological, men- mental aspect of it. Um, I would like to point out that uh, Dublin and Cardiff, there is 440 kilometers between them. So not uh, not exactly down the road. So just a quick geography, <laughs> geography lesson. Um, moving on to our second opponent in this national team window uh, is going to be Latvia at home. Um, this Latvian side also began uh, their national team European qualifying adventures against Wales, and they actually lost 1-0. Uh, the goal coming from the left flank of the Wales, I believe it was a cross in and a header in the back post. Um, with, uh, Latvia, of course, you know, similar to Armenia, uh, are being viewed in this uh, in this group as the not-so-strong team. Uh, I think Wales, Turkey, and Croatia, well, maybe not Croatia, because I think Croatia's played us. They kind of know, they know us. Um, look at us and go, okay, this is where we need to be winning six points. And uh, as Armenia, we also look at Latvia, and I'm sure they look at us the same way, and they go, this is where we need to be getting six points. Um so it's definitely going to be a little bit of a different dynamic in this game. Um, this Latvian team plays a 4-4-2 with two defensive midfielders. Uh, a large majority, I would say 80% of their team, um, plays domestically in Latvia. Uh, so unlike us, I think only less than half of our team plays domestically. Most of our players play abroad. Um, the ones that do play abroad play uh, in Poland. There's three players that play in Poland. Uh, for teams that are not as good as Pogon. So I'll throw that one out there. Uh, They have a player that plays in Albania, one in the Netherlands, uh, one that plays for Spezia in Italy, and one that plays for Jablonek in the Czech Republic, which, you know, we're familiar with. Uh, Interestingly enough, all of their forwards play outside of uh, of Latvia, which is interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and most of them are uh, local. Uh, they play in their local uh, Premier League. Yeah, and a lot of players, it looks like, from this RFS side, uh, and a lot from Riga, which, of course, is Edgar Babayan's yeah. former team. And uh, Valmeria. Hand- Valmeria. The handball club, as Ottoman dubbed them. <laughs> <laughs> probably some Latvians should probably not listen to those episodes. Um, let's see. Um First, I'm going to go with you, Ottoman, because I think you're the most familiar with this Latvian team. And Chadens, I will go to you and discussion on how 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 do we beat this. Uh, so, Ottoman, you seem to think that this Latvia side is predictable, uh, and in what sense? Very classic Baltic team. 
uh, as Challenge was pointing out, the similarities between them and Estonia, and they're very much there. Um, there there's not much to say. That doesn't mean they're bad. They are. Um, they play at lower level, generally speaking, both the ones that play domestically as well as the, the few that play abroad. Uh, their team is based, their field play, based on, as you guys said, giving up possession and trying to hold off for counters as most uh, scan, uh, no, most Baltic teams do. They're big in size. Most of their plays are huge, uh, which has a direct result uh, or relation with uh, the speed at, with the, at which they play. So if there's something we need to capitalize on is speed, low passes, short passes, uh, ground play, which ironically is uh, what our number nine is best at. Both our number nines or our three number nines, Miranian, Balikian, and Ranos. So I think this, now that I'm thinking of this, this <laughs> might have been the way Petrakov thought the squad how to vulnerate Latvia because they're really vulnerable off the flanks. They have huge center backs, so you know you cannot cross to them. It's going to be all about the cross runs, right? Uh, wingers, the, the Tignesians, and of course, I don't think Tignesians going to start, but whoever replaces him, be it Shiro Markarian, who's also good at that, great. I actually think you're wrong. I actually think Tiknizan's going to start. I, I, I think he's going to play both games. He may not play 90 minutes both games, but I think he's going to start. And I think I don't think we're going to see as many changes in the lineup as we as we think. But that's a side note. Anyway. As long as Camo doesn't start both and doesn't play more than 90 overall, because that guy's a liability. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the key. Uh, fast football against Latvia. Uh, Chadens, obviously, Latvia against most opposition plays super defensively. They've played the same lineup now for two straight games, uh, and they're not really going forward. Do you expect that to change versus us? Hmm. This is a tactical adjustment. Because this depends on the game. Now, it will depend on a, a bit. It will play a bit on how, uh, depending on how we play against Wales. I think they're going to be looking at that very carefully. Okay. And, and uh, they know we're, we're, they know we're good. I'm not saying they know they're the that they know that we we can defeat them. I'm saying that they know that we're we're not on a very on a huge like on a level that's very that that has a, a major impact. Uh, and let me pose the question to you this way, Chanans. I think it'll be maybe easier for you to answer. Do would you prefer Latvia attack against us? and try to have possession of the ball? Or would you prefer we have possession of the ball and try to break down Latvia and they counterattack? How would you prefer the game goes? 
I don't mind them counterattacking because I wouldn't I, I don't fear the counterattack too much even though we conceded a, a, a goal that that all our team just went just switched off all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not scared of them uh, not in a in a bad sense I'm not scared in in terms of I want us to be more controlling mm-hmm. in terms of how we play rather than uh, tactically right instead of deciding in this game we're going to play uh, carefully etc etc no I want each game for us to to play more confidently against Turkey we're confident we could have been more confident against Wills if we show confidence in an away game in a in an environment where it's different it's not it's not the Republican Stadium it, it will be a very good feeling for me and if if, if when we're hosting Latvia again we dominate the whole game uh, in terms of not possession and everything but in terms of the whole performance the team trying to score goals trying to uh, be aggressive that 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 will make me happy and uh, I think the the simple trick on how to beat them is uh, just just play the game as it is. This is a very general advice, okay. but as in we should play like we own we own we can own Germany, we can own Spain. Okay. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. So, Anman, um, I think let's let's look at things a little more holistically as we as we wrap this episode up. Um, what is the key theme that you think we're going to see in this window? Um, and how do you think it's going to pan out? Or what do you think is important for it to pan out positively for Armenia? Well, both, team are, both teams are going to come at us with one thing in common, which is physicality. Uh, both teams are relatively big, especially against Armenia. As I was hinting uh, when I was talking about uh, or elaborating on Latvia, this is a, something also Wales has. And uh, one thing Wales also has is physical preparation. Uh, they're not just big, they're better prepared uh, aerobically, uh, you know, cardio and all that, which comes with professionalism and pedigree, uh, which Wales may, might not have the level some of our players do. But one thing they do have is pedigree, uh, you know, that professional ethic, putting in the work. and for change, we now have that too, especially with many of the diasporan uh, come-ups that have joined us over the last five years or so. Um, so I think we can meet them, and that's going to be the key for us. Be up to the task when it comes to physicality and uh, the fatigue, so to speak. You know, handling your own air, your breathing. We finally have prof- professional players that can do that. and how to once you get that once you get that out the way and hold them off on that on their their advantage so to speak beat them at with flair beat them on with the game per se uh be better on the one-on-ones uh and i think we can do it in both games that's the one way i see things panning out positively uh we could end up with one or zero points but Getting six points out of this window 
as strangely possible. Chaudens, your final thoughts, wrapping up? What would be considered a success in this window for you? And what do you think is possible? Should I say the possible outcomes? No, I mean, what just to you, what would mean a successful window? Uh, something that we know that we can build upon in the next in the next window, because uh, that's what we saw with Turkey and Cyprus. You know, Ronald's coming in and everything, and then Nayteknizyan, uh, which a small detail. I will refer to what happened in March uh, when they were calling out the names uh, and it was Tignizian's turn, the stadium exploded. Uh, so they were looking forward to him playing. Uh, and after the game and recently, as we're seeing on social media, uh, there's Harutunyan, there's Tignizian, there are players that were, were looking forward to uh, watching again in this window, so I hope that we see in a, we see results and performances that we can say that I cannot wait for the next one. I cannot wait to see these players again in the next one. I love that answer. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Football Gentleman. We will see you guys again after the national team window. Uh, we are, of course, recording this before the Champions League final. So a big good luck to Henrik Mkhitaryan. Hopefully, by the time this episode is released, he is a UEFA Champions League winner. I think that would be amazing for our Armenians. Yeah. And our, I, I, I really, really hope so. Uh, and good luck to Eduard Spertsian and Georgi Harutunyan, who are in Moscow currently. They will be playing against CSKA in the cup final uh, to bring potentially the first ever trophy to their club. Um, so, you know, huge, huge, huge weekend for Armenian football, a uh, huge day for Armenian football tomorrow. So we will be staying tuned for that. But of course, by the time this episode comes out, you guys would already have known the results. Uh, so hopefully we're on the right side of history and um, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always uh, like subscribe, uh, all that jazz, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Our content is amazing. Um, and yeah, that's going to be it. Anything else to add, boys? You know. Got it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to victory. Tebi Akhtanak, boys. Tebi Akhtanak. All right. Oh. We'll see you guys after six points. Peace. <laughs>